I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they pick a cult hero from the past to lead the line, or will they go for a young whippersnapper from the modern era? It's totally up to them, because it's their best 11. Our guest today is a legendary political journalist and broadcaster. After many years with the BBC, he now hosts the Drive Time show on Times Radio. It is, of course, the brilliant John Pienaar. John, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? Okay, my team is Crystal Palace Football Club and it has always been my team and it could only ever be Crystal Palace for me. And I'm of that generation and of that kind that, that repeats the refrain, you don't pick a football club, your football <laughs> club picks you. Yeah. And in my case, that's pretty literally true in the way that it generally is. So when I was a toddler in South London, in SE25 South Norwood, you could look out the window and there the sky was full of the lights of Selhurst Park and the, mm. the air was full of the sound of the crowd at Selhurst Park. You could hear the roar when the goal went in. You could hear the, the abuse, not distinctly, but you could hear the, <laughs> you could hear the abuse idea. when people were upset with the, with the referee. And, and, you know, and that is what gets it into your blood. I mean, it's in your blood, it stays there. So, and it's been there ever since, whether it's as a boy or a, or, or a man or as a very old man, all the same. And it was me and my family in the classic old way too. So is that your earliest memory of football then, John? It, Yeah, that, that would be my earliest, earliest memory because that's the thing that sinks in and never, never goes away. Um, early memories of, of the game, I guess, again, like a lot of people, I remember the, the highlights back then that are no longer necessarily the highlights now, which makes them more poignant, makes them more precious. I'm thinking of FA Cup final day. Yeah for example, yeah. watching it at home on the on the telly. And you remember what a big, big day that was and what a big broadcasting event yeah. it was and how it involved the whole family sitting there, mm. you know, with crisps on the table and a beer come 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 match time, watching watching the telly pretty much through the entire day. And it started off with a, a broadcast from the, the players' hotels. The Selsden Park Hotel often seemed to be one of them. They and they'd be, they'd be broadcast <laughs> from there, lots of pretty much aimless chatter from the hotel. And then they'd follow the bus yeah. all the way to the ground. They'd chat to this the players' families. This is when you families. wouldn't get access to footballers in that sense. Was yeah. It? You know, yeah. it was a this one is footballers as human beings, yeah. wasn't it? Which is a rare treat. Mind you, you didn't get it? much access to the footballers either before or after the game back No, then. that's you, true. You, no. You, you, would, you would see footage and you would see their families. Yes, exactly. And all of that. And you talk about them endlessly. Everyone would talk about them. But they were still these slightly remote figures yeah. who you might glimpse 
going up the stairs into the bus yeah. and then through the windows of the bus, jumping off the bus, and then it was on the <laughs> on the pitch. Yeah. And then a few moments, just like now really, on the pitch, whatever the result happened to be. Unless you were the losing side, in which case you went off. Do you remember the first game you went to, John? Yeah, I, I mean, I do. And it, and it's a, a curious memory. And I wonder if this rings a bell with you because I remember everything about it except the game. Yes. Yes. You know, the thing that, that sticks in, in my mind were the smell. The smell in Selhurst Park. It was it was tobacco and it yeah. was beer and mm. it was strong in your nostrils. And there was the <laughs> the sight, the clouds of tobacco smoke rising up into the sky, going through the shafts of light from the the floodlights. And then there's the roar of the crowd during the game. And I remember as a little boy down there near the front, the the thunder of players' boots yes. on the pitch. So it's all of these sort of sensory memories that yeah. stick in and stick stick very deeply. Who, who were we playing? I, I think it might have been Huddersfield. I couldn't swear to that. And I couldn't tell you for the life of me what the result was. <laughs> Watching football as a kid, it's not natural experience. You play football as a kid, don't you? So it's, it's got to be all the ancillary stuff that excites you. You're not going to say, oh, tactically, we're not set up very well no. in this in this first half. Are we? You're not going to have that it's conversation. The, it's the really. evening and it's the Saturday afternoon. I mean, another memory. You'll remember this one, right? Because we're of relatively similar vintages. Okay, he's, he's pointing at me, John, by the way. Thank you, John. Do you remember the hamburgers they used to sell? Yes, yeah. I remember Back them. Then, you know, they, they used to be doused in... I don't know what li- what the liquid was. No, no. And, and, well, it had a colour. It, it was, it was, it was it red a, or yellow. It, it had a kind of a colour. Yeah, yeah. And if, and if anyone tried to sell them now, they would be taken away with tongs <laughs> by by a guy in a hazmat suit. Okay, but 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 I I would gobble one down now. Yes. And if you give me one at a match, I would absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. But only within. Ten yards of the actual football ground. Does yeah. it, should it exist as a, yeah, as a piece of food? Shouldn't it? <laughs> Someone served it to you at home. You think they'd gone mad? Exactly. Did you? Was it a family affair? Yeah, it was. It, you, it, yeah? Was a, it was a family affair. I mean, the whole family would go to Selhurst Park, and um, we used to sit in different parts of the of the of the terrace. We were all on the Holmesdale end, which is the home end at Crystal Palace, and it was a stand. So obviously, you were stand. Uh, so we stood, but my mum, dad, sisters, cousin or two would all sit about stand about. 50 yards away from me and I would be with my mates about yeah. on, on the right they'd be the, over there on the left and we'd see each other going in and then even if the, the, sta- the ground was empty at that point we would split up and go to our different yeah, yeah, positions yeah, yeah. yeah and just stand <laughs> in and just wave at each other you know <laughs> almost nobody that, else there that's your area that's yeah, and, and, my spot. and back then as you know on the on the terrace it looks if you look at, looked at it on a TV screen like a, a great mass of humanity yeah. but everyone there was standing in exactly the same spot that they would sit in Week after week, yeah. and year after, That's right. yeah. So you knew the people around you, you yeah. know, and you would you would have a banter with the, the little crowd on your right, the crowd on your on your left, and and it was just I, part I of the I struggled changing angles watching my team. I, I you know I remember sta- you know I'd, I'd start off at the at West Ham at the North Bank, and I remember the first time I ended up on the on the West Side lo- lower down, yeah, and it, the the whole perspective was wrong. Yeah, yeah. you do get used to watching a game of football. It's, in it from a, in certain a very specific angle, position, yeah. yeah. I, I was weirdly enough, I was side of the pitch at uh, Cardiff. Is that what you did? Yeah. Side, and I've always struggled behind the goal, even yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're in the cop, for argument's sake, you are behind the goal, and that's where you used to watch in football. Yeah. It's very interesting yeah. that you watch it from a, a very specific as position. I, as I've aged, I've got used to watching the game from the side yeah. more than I uh, used yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is that's the natural progression yeah. for the fan, is you yeah. to gently move <laughs> around, around 90 degrees, yeah. isn't the it? Thing. John, did you have a favorite player as a kid? Yeah, I, I did, I did. And if we're going to talk, my, talk about my Best pick of eleven. He wouldn't actually be in it, but as a as a kid, John Jackson was the goalkeeper, yeah, yeah. and and he was a kind of a god to me. Now, partly it was part of the experience of being a boy down at the front, near the front of the of the terrace, right behind the goal. So John Jackson was there, right in front of me every game. Mm-hmm. This towering figure, um, and he. I remember his 
great, great uh, prowess at, at reaching out huge, great arms, as I recall. Maybe it's just because I was a boy. But he seemed to have stopped balls that were impossible. Yeah. But more than that, he was a huge personality. And, right. and we loved him in the crowd. And he used to turn around occasionally and pull faces at the, at the kids and banter, Brilliant. you know, with, 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 with the crowd behind, behind the goal. And that kind of interaction between players and, and fans was so rich. It was so memorable. And it's not something you can see in anything like the same way. Now no. you get a little bit of that, sure. you know, between between the pitch and the and the stand now, but not like then. Do you, he was part of, uh, but remember distinctly, you know, Chelsea were the, in theory the glamour side of London in this period of the seventies. Yes, talking about, but Palace up their game somewhat, didn't they? Because first of all, they had the the most unique shirt that you'd see That's on right. an English football yeah. pitch, but yeah. also. Feller on the touchline was pretty unique as well, wasn't he? As a manager, oh yeah, absolutely. So, so the, the pitch looked like a uniform from Star Trek. The sort yeah, of yeah, diagonal yeah. slash, um, slash, which was nobody else was doing that. I don't think pretty much, pretty much. It was pretty exotic. I mean, before that, uh, the, the clubs used to change their strip year by year, yeah. season by season. But one season looked a lot like another. Whereas you've got these dramatic shifts in the in the colour scheme and design for at Palace, which is obviously not a bad way to sell more shirts. No. Which is obviously what the point was. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the, the manager there, Malcolm Allison. Oh, he, was yeah. a, he was a star. He was a huge personality, which was why we loved him. He brought all of that glamour. You know, down, he didn't bring the results necessarily, but he brought, <laughs> but he, but he brought all the glamour. Neither here nor there, I down to Down to a not very fashionable bit of southeast London. Yeah. And Malcolm Allison, with his fedora hat and his big cigars, and he drank champagne, and he'd be in the tabloids most day with a page three girl on each on each arm and we loved that that was our mal you know that's what we yeah. thought that's what oh, i wouldn't mind being that guy just for a moment results weren't great but he, he he did a lot he he also tried to increase and improve that that player uh pitch um crowd relationship in one way that there was a period back then when african clubs used to have this thing of giving their players nicknames they wore right. them on their shirts so strange nicknames like like card shuffle. And Malcolm Allison, I remember, went over and saw one of these games and the crowd, when the player was called out or when he, when he had the ball and he was running up the, up the wing, they would go card shuffle, card shuffle, card... And Malcolm thought that was brilliant. Yeah. So he gave Palace, fan, Palace uh, players those nicknames. But it never caught on. No. We, we never called out nicknames of players because, no. after all, we're British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A bit more reserved, please, darling. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's right, yes. John, could you take us through your match day rituals as, as, as a kid? Did you have like a basu court and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose as a kid, I mean, there was, there was, you know, there was where you stood. There was a, I, the, the one thing I can just vaguely remember was a kind of a, an absolute religious attachment to my little claret and blue scarf. Right. So yeah. I, I had this too short claret and blue scarf. <laughs> and and uh, the idea of, of not having it at a game, you know, I would have I'd looked for it until the 89th minute rather than leave the house <laughs> you know without without the scarf and that's uh, yes, the bit that, that now and, and 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 now i've probably got more rituals because i can they're more they're fresher in my mind but they are also equally absurd so i mean quite often down at down at selhurst park just around the corner on, on thornton heath um high street there used to be a wimpy now you know wimpies it's yes. like the oldest school burger bars yeah. in the country and there's yes. still i think some of them are out they toast their the buns to yeah. perfection yeah. exactly yeah. but you know they are it's, it's a pretty basic grease i, I don't want to libel wimpy because i'm actually <laughs> paying them a compliment yeah. yes they're kind of old school yeah but 
I used to go to Wimpy and have a burger and, and, and fries before the game. That was a, a bit of a ritual. And loved it, because there's no way in any other context I would ever be in a Wimpy bar, because my wife would never, ever tolerate it, <laughs> no. OK? But, so I sport myself with one of those. Or I might have fish and chips, again. That's a bit... All these are funny, faintly gluttonous rituals. <laughs> um, but th there's that, and there's... Um, yeah, I don't know, it's meeting the odd person, say hello to this person, you know, greeting this particular guy on the door, yeah. or this particular steward. It's, uh, you feel... If I do all of those things, I feel that the preparation is just right. Beautiful. My father used to take us for Wimpy, and if we were good, you know, he'd say, you'd, you'd have a burger, like what the Americans do have. Yes. <laughs> that was his line. Yes. You know, and we were like kids, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing ever, because yeah. it was like American food. We, had the, uh, very we got moved, to, <laughs> my mum and dad, we moved to a council state down in Kent, and I got very excited because there was big signs up saying, um, sort of like down the road, he said, Wimpy, all these Wimpy signs. I said, look, they've got Wimpy here. And it was the construction company <laughs> building more council houses. Yeah. I, just, I went down there no. with, the, with so much hope, and then I was, all, the, all the joy knocked out of me. Oh, it was a John, tragic. Could you take us through yeah, match day rituals now? Well, but, but no, it's, it's, it has to do with how does it work? Okay, so well, the ritual but or the, or the routine is... I generally drive down to the ground. I could get a train down there, but I, but generally, I, I, I just generally like to drive. It's a, it's a to tough drive. train journey, is Crystal well, Palace, well, for, isn't it? Well, it's probably more than our listeners want to know, right? But, yeah. but, but it's infamous Heath Station, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Station is a bit of a stretch from the ground, especially with my old legs. And you've got Sellers Park, which is a bit of a... I, I just drive down because that's what I got used to doing. Yeah. And then you've got the business of trying to find a parking oh. spot. Which can be more, tr and usually is much more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. But if you can get one, yeah. it feels like a triumph or match day. <laughs> yes. And that just gets you in the mood. You think, well, I've found a parking spot. They can get a 3 0 win. You know? <laughs> Brilliant. You mentioned the, um, the little scarf you had. Uh, have you got a, a favourite memento, John, or a piece of memorabilia that you've, you've just, that's okay. important? So, to? So maybe okay, one, of, one of both. My, my, my favourite bit of memento, of palisabilia, I suppose, is. To my, you know, to my enormous pride, I was interviewed for the Matchday programme. Okay, they 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 did a, a little ser series called Celebrity Eagle. Wow! And and that was a bigger thing to me than having a the splash in the New York Times and the Washington Post and yes. the Times yeah. and or, on, on the single day. And that is the only cutout of anything in, with my name on it that really? I've actually got. And I've, it's, it's up on the wall <laughs> in in my little study at home where I do some work wow. occasionally. Um, there's another couple of things. It's actually also a front page of Barack Obama's your, 2008 victory. You pull a surprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, in the programme. That is, um, so that's, that's big. And then there's my, um, it's a retro shirt. Um, not, not from the time, but it's the, the 1967 Palace shirt. Oh, nice. So it's the, it's the broad, broad claret and thin blue stripe yeah. with, a, with a, a yellow collar, um, which is more or less what they were wearing when I, when I was a little boy. Watching, watching, watching the game. So yes. that's my cherished thing. Only trouble is, whenever I put it on, they lose. So you know, I made a point of wearing it, and then I thought well, this just isn't working. So, <laughs> so now, it's now on the wall, free. Well, yeah, yeah, never, never, never to my, leave the never house to be again. On my body it's, it's, again. In, it's in the cupboard, and, and before you know, get ready to go to the game. Every time I look in that cupboard, I think, oh, shall I put the shirt on now? No, no yeah. better not. Don't yeah. tempt Can't me. Can't test yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I've got to ask you this because of, from earlier. You, what what kind of fan are you? Have you changed? Much over the years, are you are you a passive watcher? Yeah, um, if you think of a really really passive football fan, okay, and then think of the extreme polar opposite of that, <laughs> then I'm afraid that's where I am, and, and and I've changed, but not again. I'm slightly ashamed to say I haven't changed enough. So I, I, I advised an MP, maybe you know, ill-advisedly. I told an MP quite recently, if you ever choose to decide you want to destroy me, maybe I, maybe we cross each other or something. I said, just come to Selhurst Park on a Saturday and just stand behind me and get your phone out and, and take me for a, 
take me for a few minutes because I absolutely guarantee you, if you get that bit of footage and you put it on on Twitter, I will have to resign on, <laughs> on Monday morning. My my behaviour is shameful. It is, you know, my language is shocking. And my, I, I could go on, but I think you get the picture. And, yeah. and it's thoroughly, thoroughly inappropriate, despite my aware being aware that it is. And even trying to restrain myself, I can't, and, until recently, so until, in very recent times, it's been borne on, born in on me by my family, among others, that I really ought to, at the age of 63, be behaving like a grown-up. <laughs> and and it's, it has just about belatedly sunk in. And I actually, I think, roughly pull that off. No, so never, cha the... never change, John. No, Stay exactly. That's right. Stay as you are, mate. You can leave, leave, you're leaving it at the ground a bit more now, are you, though? Well, no, I'm kind of bottling it up. Oh, OK. You know. <laughs> For later. It's probably, probably causing me appalling ill <laughs> health yeah. in other ways. Have you got a favourite player now, John? Now, okay, so, so now it's it's an obvious one for that. It's Wilf Zaha is my yeah, is my favourite player, and and but look, I love a lot of them, but but Wilf Zaha is, I think, a genius. Yes, I think he's actually a genius, and 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 when look, Roy Hodgson now is 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 in the habit of saying, look, if he knew now what he knew when he was England manager, he'd have been in the in the England team. Wow. Um, Will Sahar, who is a genius with a ball at his feet, mm. and like I don't think anyone I've actually seen, and you can name anyone, and I would say you, Will Sahar could compete with them for that mm. for that skill. He never got got the got in the way of turning that into goals. Yeah. He's got I think that this last season, three is it three maybe four goals to his name, which is it's weird when you consider how much skill this guy has got. You know, approaching going forward, approaching the the box, but the way he can go past three players as if they don't exist, yeah. and when you think someone like someone like um, Trent Alexander Arnold, who for my money is about the best, the best back in the game, Great, and yeah. when he says Will Sahar is unplayable, he's the single player he would like least to face. <laughs> yeah, then that says Tells everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. thinking the penalties he's earned though. Come on, John. Um, no, if he hasn't made that I'm, not, goals. I'm totally not having that at all. <laughs> when I think of think of you know of, of strikers who are skillful on the ball and therefore invite tackles in the in the box most of them you know do not go down like the, no. as often as Wilf or as easily Wilf tries to well maybe that's stretching it I don't, I don't suggest <laughs> I, can't, I can't really say he tries to stay on his feet all the time but he doesn't look for not like even another hero like like a like a Mo Salah right who's another fantastic player really great spirit but he looks for he looks for penalties doesn't he in the box he doesn't mind Certainly, a touch does yeah, he? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, without much provocation do you think he's moved to United helped or hindered him as a player? Because, of course, we are still talking about a, de a developing yeah. Will Zaha, aren't we? I don't, it, don't, it didn't help him. It helped us. Ah. So, so, so he went to Man United with uh, David Moyes there. And as we know, they just never, never hit it off. No, and Moyes would never they? have it. Um, and that was a, a really poor, poor period for Will Zaha and his career. Consequently, he came back to Crystal Palace. You know, and that was the best, best bit of dealing we've ever done. Yeah. Because, you know, Wilf is he's 30% he's of the football team. You know, and I, I don't know how it's going to go in this, in this season, in this closed season. But if we've still got him at the end of it, it'll be a it'll be a gift from God yeah, because well. he really belongs in a top six club. And and I always think that if Will Sahar was at Liverpool, for example, I think he'd add twenty percent to that team. Yes, I can see that. Uh, it's just how weird that United yeah. experience was in the end. Yeah. yeah, you've mentioned kits, John. You've mentioned uh, Mark mentioned the Space Age kit. You mentioned the kit in 1967. Have you got a favourite ever Crystal Palace kit? A favourite kit? Yeah. Oh, no. I suppose. I mean, the answer is probably no. I think the kit is the kit to me, to yeah. be honest. But, but if I was going to pick a favourite, it would be back in the sixties. The, the, the claret and blue colours, rather than the red and blue. Right. But, but you know, I, I don't say that with any great conviction. To me, it's 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 just the kit, really. Yeah. I think actually, having said that, I've never been very fond of the white flashy kits. 
I mean, no. I, quite, I quite like the black shirts as well. They look a bit, a bit more the business. Is there a bit of a story? Because they, they, they got. Is, did they copy Barcelona's colours or something like that? Wasn't there a story about them changing well, colour? In the yeah, I mean, the, the, when we switched from claret and blues, I don't th- I, was it about Barcelona? I'm not sure, I'm yeah. Dragging my memory, it may have been. You may be yes. right about. It. I mean, we I, do look a bit like Barcelona now, at least as far as the kit's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> you could play better than them at the moment. <laughs> the <way> they, <laughs> exactly. Good point, John. John, have you got have you got a, a soft spot for a team, and it could be any team, uh, foreign or in Britain? This, yes, this I, not I yours? do. I do. I do. I mean, look, I'm, as I've said, I'm very much of the old school that says you can only be a fan of one team, and that's I do think that. Yeah. But having said that, I kind of break the rule in my own mind because I absolutely love Liverpool. Right. You know, and and, and not just now when they are completely what they are now. Um, for years, I've loved Liverpool. I, I like the the way the relationship between the club and Liverpool fans, yeah. who are what I consider, and forgive me for this this, this corny one, but they're proper fans. Mm. And I think that has something to do, and forgive me for this corny one too, it has something to do with a working class fan base in a yeah. city. which is, Liverpool is a city which has known a lot of bad times. Mm. And in the lives of people in the city of Liverpool, obviously not everyone, obviously it's a generalisation, and obviously it's corny. But football matters a great deal in a place where times are hard mm. and have been even harder. Yes. And you only have to go to Liverpool and know Liverpool and know Liverpool people to know that that bond is very, very, very strong. Yeah. And it's part of the culture of the club. Yeah. You could say the same thing for a lot of other football clubs, mm-hmm. but I think Liverpool exemplifies it in a wonderful, wonderful way. And the, the Liverpool way of playing football is, again, the kind of football that I love to yes. admire. And, you know, and you've got to love the fact that it's arguably taken... A German manager, Jurgen Klopp, yeah. well, you, to you, arrive you, you and, and Bill Shankly, recreate that. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, and, and you know, and they they now, and this is huge, isn't it? They now talk about uh, Jurgen Klopp yeah. in the same breath as yes, Bill Shankly and yeah, Bob yeah. Paisley. Yeah. You know, these these absolute living giants. Yeah, these you know now late legends of the yeah. game. And there's a statue of the Shankly Gates. Yeah. Bill is there. And Jürgen's yeah. going to be there too, isn't he? Before yeah. you, won't have to, you won't have to sort of retire and die for that to happen. I no, no. no. <laughs> and of course, he's and, and he's been the guy who's brought through young local talent, hasn't he? Which is again yeah. a thing that we all embrace yeah. as fans, yeah. isn't I mean, it? What is, I don't know what I don't know what Liverpool's net spend in the last couple of years is, but it's not very much. And look at the way uh, what he's done with his team, with his squad. Look at the way he's brought in Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. Look at obviously. Van Dijk cost a fortune, yeah. but he's turned. When you look at when you look at Mo Salah, when you look at Firmino, when you look, you know, you look along that front line, and 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 uh, and um, Mane. Yeah, these are players which a year and a half ago you might have seen on the market for two years ago, two and a half years ago, yeah. fifty million quid. Very yeah. true. Now you couldn't get them for a hundred and fifty. Very incredible. Million Incredible, and it's really interesting. Is I know it sounds obvious, but fans for years had gone, "Oh, they probably need a goalkeeper in the centre half," and he did that. Yes, yeah. he got, exactly he got what a top yeah. class goalkeeper. Yeah. That's, where, basically that's fixed where they spent the money. thing that yeah. we yeah. understand. That everybody yeah. was going to look yeah. at that, going, "Is amazing." This is the best eleven podcast from Talk Sport. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Hold up! What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the Best Eleven Podcast with Johnny Owen and Mark Webster. John, here's the question uh, everybody loves. It's where we go through your Best Eleven. Are you going to go through, obviously, a Crystal Palace Best Eleven? All right, I'll do that, OK? Now, look, I had a sense you might be asking me this, so I've, I've made some notes to remind myself, which That's I'm okay. now going to... Always yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, bear with me now, mate. Here we go. I'll start, I'll start you off um, in goal while I'm, while I'm looking. So... In goal, I've got to say, Vincente Guaita, the present goalkeeper. Yes. Who is, I think, pound for pound, is probably the best football player in Crystal Palace. Okay, He's a, he's a Spanish international class player. Um, what he does in the goal is, is, is incredible. He, he doesn't just stop the ball. He commands the area in a way that I haven't seen at Crystal Palace you know, for a very, very long He's been a big fixer, hasn't he, for the, for the, boys, the boys, contemporary boys, Palace. Boys, can I stop you? What about Wayne Hennessy? <laughs> uh, look, it had John, to happen. You're Johnny, we're doing so well. <laughs> yeah, do, you know, do you know what? I'm going I'm to be really um, unlike me. That, Good old Wayne. Yeah, he's been great, lad. He's been great for Wales. So so moving a bit further forward, (laughs) one from from the past, and this is kind of an emotional one, Kenny Sansom. Yes, of He was was a fantastic defender defender in in his time. Beloved again by the crowd, threw his whole heart into the game and did some great stuff at the the back. And all the more poignant, because he's had some hard times. Yes, you're right. And any any Palace fan, you know, their heart is with Kenny Sansom, but the memory is with Kenny Sansom as one of the great figures. Uh, right back there. Great when it comes to the rest of the back line, you know, quite kind of obvious picks. I mean, Cahill, yeah, yeah. Gary Cahill, he is just a he's a big man of the Brilliant back. Brilliant acquisition, wasn't he? he Late was. in his and career, he's, he's, he's one of a few which have actually transformed our defensive defensive yeah. play. And I'll chuck in this: a lot of Palace fans might not go with this, but Mamadou Saka, I'd put in right. there uh, yes. with, okay. with Gary Cahill, yeah. And uh, along with them, well, look, I, I think of a few, but uh, Aaron Wambasaka has got to be there yes. because he yeah. is he's done all he's, right. He's just done all right, has he? Has <laughs> yeah. he um, and, and when you look at so, what, what is it you want from a, a back line from your front from your front line? You want someone, a team in there who are going to make your heart beat faster when they got the ball than when they're yeah. going f- further forward. For the back line, you want someone who's going to make your heart slow down. Yes. You know? so, <laughs> so when, when they when they're coming yeah, at you, that before. no, well, John. Yeah, yeah. When, when they're coming at you, you want to feel yeah. a little bit calm. Yeah, that's yeah. great. You know, yeah. and actually. a little bit confident. And yeah. and those guys could all of them, let alone together. Yeah. they absolutely. And do I should that. say, yeah, Kenny yeah. Sampson, in his pomp, was like a modern day footballer. So he, he was, was a, he was ahead of his time absolutely. as a player. So yeah. he would fit almost like in a modern lineup. Yeah. Wouldn't yes, he, he definitely. Would. Yes, he yes he would. So so I'm going through the middle now. I'm going to play a few players out of position here, but it's my team, so I'll do what I like. Right? Whatever you want. So, so look on the, in the middle, I'm putting Peter Taylor, who was actually a winger, but a, yes. but a, but a, a great one. Yeah. I remember what I remember him for his 
his supernatural tackling skill. Yeah. And the, the skill combined with the bravery and confidence. So he would do sliding tackles in the box, <laughs> you know, and never give away a penalty. And it was a, it was a miracle to behold. That doesn't slow your heart down, does it? Uh, <laughs> no, it was it was over. Thank God before you realised it was. Oh, happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Andros Townsend, you've got to put yeah, him there. You know, yeah. on his day now, and yeah. for years now, he's such a great yeah. great player. He will get the ball into places where something's going to happen, and if, if he doesn't do it himself, yes, and there's a good chance that he will. Yeah. He will he actually mercurial do that. at times that boy, and, yeah. and in an England shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, again, a player that you can imagine. Having done better, yeah. but at the end of at the end of his career, he can look back at the I did okay. Yes, yeah, I, I think. Um, another one away from the past is Jeff Thomas, who's a yeah. legend, He's legend at Crystal, Crystal Palace. Lovely guy. Yeah, he lovely was there guy. when we went zooming up. And, yeah, you know, back in those days, and the the, the, the unforgettable three Proper three draw leader. at Wembley, nineteen ninety oh, yeah. against Man United. He was the captain finals. there. One of the, one of the great. great we didn't we didn't do so well in the replay, but that that game was you're never ever going to forget. Yeah, forget forget that one. Moving on a little bit, Vince Hilaire. Okay, Vince yeah. Hilaire. Wow. So Vince Hilaire. Oh, good call. Um, Vince Hilaire was, was one of the first black players to become something like a football star. Yeah. Yes. And and, and when you, you listen to his accounts now of how things were then, the amount of stick he had oh, to put up with yeah, are beyond belief. And that was at a time when that kind of stick was absolutely routine. Yeah. Mm. But it didn't stop him being an absolutely blinding player. Yeah. And and we, again, we loved Vince Hilaire. He's absolutely... You had a load of good there. wiggers, funnily enough, yeah. when yeah. you look at Palace. Yeah. You've been blessed with them over the years, have, haven't you? It's been have. part of yours, the team set up, right? Have. We have. I mean, one who's not in my in my in my pit yet, but who could have been is Yannick Balassi. Okay, so yeah, so Yannick Balassi didn't quite catch on at Everton, and he had terrible injury problems. And at mm. Palace, it was a bit erratic. Mm. I mean, you know, um, Sam Allardyce used to say, "I never know what he's going to do next," and nor does Yannick Balassi. <laughs> you know? But when, when, but when he did it, he would ghost past them. He would humiliate yeah. them. It was yeah. it was wonderful yeah. on the other side of the pitch to to and to I'm, Rips the heart. And I was going to say Don Rogers back in your in those uh, yeah, glory days. Yeah. That was he was one of those kind of the yeah. glam players. Yeah, wasn't he, 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 he could easily have made this list. But, yes. he, but he, Don Don Rogers, he came to us from Swindon. Yes, um, and I just remember at this, at this point I was at the end of the ground on the Homesdale end, just watching his weird loping lopsided run which you know watching it go from behind it you think he's hardly moving but he's <laughs> but he's beating everyone yeah. Yeah. and he's going past everyone yeah. without any apparent effort yeah. and then he would whack it into the top corner of the net and you thought how does he do that and how did he do it last time and then he did it again yeah. and he was, he was a, he could easily be on it but bizarrely he's He's not. Let's just say he's a he's a, he's on the bench. Or you've got yeah, a good yeah, bench. You, no, you always yes. got a good bench. Yeah. So Will Sahar, we talked about Will Sahar. Yes. Yeah. Massive, massive player. Just a genius on the on the on the ball. Yeah. Be lovely if he could get the. It's not too late for him to get the scoring scoring touch. But what his contribution is that he's thirty percent of the football team. Yes. And that when he when he's with the ball and when he's not with the ball, they've got to put three players on him. Yeah. You know. And, and they got to spend half the game kicking him down. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's, the wounds on his on his legs must be appalling. But but he absolutely carries so much weight, whether he's scoring or not, whether he got the ball or not. He's such a big part of that football team. And when it comes to the rest of that front line, I, I guess, of course, I've got to say, Bright and Wright. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you have. Ian Wright and Mark Bright. Absolutely. Um, legends. Absolutely. They can have a statue at, at Crystal Palace yeah. anytime they like, and they've got one as it were, in the minds of Palace fans, yeah. whether there's a statue there or not. Ian Wright, and I say that, um, even though Ian Wright, a lot of Palace fans might not put him in this side because you'll know. remember Ian Wright, he was at Arsenal he was, yeah. and scored the goal, one of the goals that sent us down yeah. um, at Arsenal. And he, he went in front of the Palace fans and he kissed his badge. Oof. And um, a lot of Palace fans are never, ever going to forgive that. No, I no. mean, And he said afterwards, you know, to be fair, 
it's the one thing in football that he regrets. Is that what he said? Yeah, and it's certainly the one thing in football that I regret him doing. Yeah. Um, but he's in the side because, you know, life's too short yeah. to carry. And he's, and he's a great guy. He's well, a great the good, man. The good news is, is people in their heads might be out of sort of removing because you've got a 12 there, John. Have I? You, you've, got, you've got a 4 4 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating yeah. as ever. But I no, but that, listen, don't worry about it because Brighton Wright, I think, are interchangeable and, we can, and, yeah. we, and we'll and include enough. that in there. A manager, John. Yes. Oh, wait. Okay. So. Okay, I mean, I could pick a lot. I mean, with my heart, I would... It wouldn't do us any good, but I'd probably pick Big Mal, okay? Yeah. Or I might pick Terry Venables. Yes. Because good. because those were days when... Team of the 80s and all on, that, on, yeah. the, on the previous test, yeah. those managers make your heart beat faster. I was yes. going to say, two pretty wide boy managers well, yeah. in their habits <laughs> in charge <laughs> kind of your club. Kind of right for Palace. Yeah, though, exactly. You know, that was good. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what? They were our wide boys. Yes, and that's, they were. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what matters. I mean, look, I've obviously got a massive soft spot for Roy Hodgson. Yeah. You know, he's kept us up when he had no right to keep us up. Yeah. Um, delivering, delivering those points... Even though sometimes watching the games has been a little bit, a little bit painful, sure. um, and he's and, he, and it, look, he's into his advanced age. He's mm. still pretty good, isn't he? he? Is. And, he's, and he's he's got the stature, he's got the respect, and he can command a football Mid-table club. Mid-table respectability at Palace without even really thinking too hard is an incredible achievement. And, 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 if, and if, if you're being objective, that's worth a very, very great deal. And, so. and and if you're a Palace fan, you've got to resist that thing, yeah. which happened not too long ago at Charlton, for example, where you think that we're bumping along in the bottom third. We've really got to push on and get up into the top six. And it's not really wildly really realistic. No, no, that's, that's, so, that's for the other people. That's yeah, those, well, exactly. The top six clubs to yeah, worry yeah, yeah. about yeah, There was stuff. a moment after the restart, they were actually talking about Palace getting into Europe. Do you remember that? Scary. After the first, yeah, scary. Well, that, that didn't yeah, last yeah. very long, did it? But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> those you, five minutes were very nice. You're, you're very happy, John, and you've mellowed with age. It's good to you. John, you know, it's been <laughs> Thank you, John. Lovely to talk, guys. Lovely to talk. Thank you. The Best 11 Podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to the Best 11 Podcast. Don't forget, we've got new episodes out every Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.